All right, everyone. The Dr. Alex Show is brought to you by Shed Light Cold Lasers. And Shed Light Cold Lasers has been a game changer for us at HML professionally and personally at home. Personally, on a, on a personal note, I had a very bad bout of vertigo. And I got probably 85% there by going to a few different functional neurologists over the years to help me out with it. Then I bought this. And this is a game changer because one, it's portable. That means I can take it to the office, use it on patients all day, make sure it stays charged, come on home, and then throw it in my pocket and use that home. And this is what cleared up my vertigo. Now, professionally, the way it's, game, it's uh, been the game changer for us in the office is that it has cut our results down by 50%. This can get used on just about anything, any disease disorder that you can think of, it can pretty much get used on. Now, as far as how it has helped us out, it's cut everything down by 50% on our times. So when we're working with our kids with special needs, uh, when we're working with our chronic neurological disorders, autoimmune diseases, to get those people into a good point that they're happy and that we're happy, times have been cut by 50%. You will definitely want to go check out shedlightcoldlasers.com or email Griswold at shedlightinformation at gmail.com, 518-338-6658. Well, all right, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Alex Show. And today we're going to talk about what we're going to call the three pillars of care that we use in our office at HML Functional Care. And those three pillars are chiropractic, functional neurology, and functional medicine. And the reason that we use those is it all comes down to experience. Um, it's what led us to this point. Um, it's not because we like one thing over another or we want to uh, try to prove one system over another. It's just all about this is what um, has really led us to get the best results out of everyone. So when someone's in office, we really like to blend all of that. Um, we want to not play the jack of all trades, if you will, or claim that we're going to just help everyone with everything with uh, these three pillars. But it's just that when they're combined together and they're done right, you can really help people manage or overcome or dare I say, even reverse some chronic diseases, uh, whether you're a child or an adult. So first off, when we're talking about chiropractic, chiropractic comes down to um, a real, real simple concept, but there's a lot of uh, myth conceptions out there that I like to say. So we might break those up a little bit, but chiropractic is all about moving the joints of your spine or other joints of your body that need to move more. Simple as that. So when a chiropractor works on you, whether they are doing that popping or cracking, or if they are doing what's called non-force or tonal techniques, which uh, from an observation standpoint can look odd. There's techniques out there called BEST or network spinal analysis or other techniques where the practitioner really isn't um, doing any, any popping, cracking at all, um, let alone hardly touching the spine, but they are creating better motion in the spine. Whether the technique is 
moving those bones and making all those sounds that most of us love. Some people don't. Um, or if you're not, it's all about adding motion back to this to the spine. So when your spine particularly jams up and it stops moving, the question is, is why? It'll stop moving because of stress. It doesn't matter if it is a physical stress, an emotional stress, or even a biochemical stress, not eating the right foods. The thing is, is if a, a event or something in life becomes too much for your brain and body to handle, then it's going to be distressful to the brain and the body. And in the end, it's all processed in the same areas in the brain, whether that's a bad food you ate and you eat over and over again, or it is a stressful emotional event, or if it is a recurring physical distress, like a repetitive motion or a trauma, it's all processed in the same areas of the brain. So when the brain can't handle those distresses, it's going to, generally speaking, somaticize it. And this is where you're going to have stress and tension on your spine. So there's 24 bones from stem to stern, from the uh, base of your skull down to the top of your butt, and they all have to move. And if they don't move, then that's going to stress the brain out because the number one input going into the brain is what are the spinal joints and muscles along the spine doing? The brain wants to know where that spine and body is. And this is really important because uh, it was put so eloquently by actually Thomas Edison that the job of the body is to carry the brain around. And, you know, he didn't have much to do with healthcare, but he hit the nail on the head. The brain wants to know exactly where that body is and the head is at all times. And if it doesn't, it's going to get stressed out. So if those spinal joints jam up, don't move as well as they should, then that will create stress on the brain. Those joints jam up, stop moving, inflammation sets in, muscle spasm can set in, and nerves can become irritated. Now, I'm not saying nerves get pinched, and that's a whole nother topic I'll go over in a second, but the nervous system will get irritated. And this happens because when that input of not moving uh, occurs, then what's called a noxious follow me, big words, sorry, noxious or harmful signal goes up to the brain and it tells the brain, hey, we're not moving. That noxious or harmful input says, hey, we're not moving and I don't like it. And that actually, believe it or not, causes the brain to release cortisol. And if you know anything about stress, cortisol is the stress hormone. It is like the master hormone of the body. So joints jam up, Inflammation sets in, muscle spasms, nervous system gets irritated because those harmful stimuli go up to the brain. Cortisol actually goes up and it's more or less a safety pin cycle neurologically. And we go around the merry-go-round and eventually pain sets in. And that's why most people see a chiropractor is because they want to get the pain taken care of. But this dysfunction called subluxation, where your spine is not moving appropriately, has been occurring sometime before that point. And subluxations can contribute to pain. Not all subluxations are going to cause pain, but generally speaking, people are going to go to the chiropractor for pain. But a lot of chiropractors, including us, will tout and um, try to get people to come into the office for wellness care because we want to get to the spine and work on the body 
before that pain sets in because if cortisol is up and all those noxious stimuli, that safety pin cycle is up, then it's like carrying extra rocks around in your backpack. If we can take those rocks away, then it's one less thing to deal with. And there are a whole host of things that people have reported that get better with this. Because if your stress hormones go down, then believe it or not, immune system responses can improve. You're going to be overall more comfortable. It's less stress on the brain and the body. So that is going to help create a relaxation effect. And then overall, um, it will prevent pain, which is nice, um, mixed in with other healthy lifestyle habits. So quick recap, spine jams up, doesn't move inflammation in the joint set in that'll irritate nerves, muscle spasm, that'll irritate nerves. Then all of that, um, gobbledygook, if you will, well, that's one of my favorite words, um, where the nerves are irritated and the joints not moving and muscles are spasming. All of that, uh, information gets sent up to the brain. The brain doesn't like that. It releases cortisol and then cortisol is the master stress hormone. And if you have increased cortisol levels, that's going to contribute to pain that might set in later. It'll contribute to other chronic um, illnesses and um, health issues that you could be experiencing. So what we want to do is work on the spine because it is the most powerful thing we can do neurologically. And being it's the most powerful thing we do neurologically, don't be surprised if you go to a functional neurologist and they may not adjust you right away because it is a huge input into the brain. And when that happens, uh, it can be too much. And what you might experience is a bit of a crash. You could end up having a very sore response. You could be sore like you're going to the gym. Um, you could be dizzy. You could end up having headaches uh, because it's too much input for the brain. And it kind of goes to show how powerful the adjustment is. And at HML, uh, we're trained in making sure that we don't overdo things and make sure your brain can handle that input. And if we think that it cannot, then we'll be taking it easy with your adjustments like other good chiropractors and functional neurologists uh, will be doing as well. And the last note on chiropractic care is a lot of people think that nerves get pinched. Nerves don't really get pinched. And what's going on with that is it's an easy explanation of pain because when those nerves come out of the spinal uh, column, there's a little hole for them to come out. And when those bones move, people think that they get displaced and it can pinch on a nerve. That's not what's really occurring. Uh, nerves can get pinched with having a herniated or bulging disc. They can get pinched with uh, osteoarthritis and they can get pinched peripherally with what's called a peripheral entrapment. But overall, they're not really getting pinched. What's going on is more of that neurological phenomenon where the muscles are spasming, inflammation setting in, then that is sending up those signals to the brain. The brain gets stressed out. It's going to send signals back down and that's going to be that safety pin cycle creating um, or sorry, contributing to pain. So again, nerves don't really get pinched. So and that is Chiropractic 101. All right. Well, I hope that didn't bore everyone. Um, and it's also not to uh, discount chiropractic because in our office at HML, 
it is one of the quickest things that we do for people, yet it is the, one of the most powerful. Like I said, if we are over adjusting someone, you will quickly know. And people that have been listening to this or people that are listening to this, sorry, you might be one of those people where you had a bad experience because you may have been over adjusted and you didn't respond well. And that's because the, the chiropractor overdid it. And that's how powerful it is. And if you guys want to learn more about chiropractic, you want to know more of the ins and outs, more of the history, then reach out. Let me know. Email me directly, Dr. Alex, Dr. Alex at hmlfunctionalcare.com, as well as you can head to our website, hmlfunctionalcare.com, and you can reach us on there. There's an inquiry. Um, you can just drop us a line and anything you guys want to uh, learn more about. So the next pillar of care that we like to add in is functional medicine. Now, functional medicine is one of the rages right now in healthcare, and it is getting widely accepted, um, so much as so that major hospital networks are actually having hospital, I'm sorry, uh, functional medicine departments, which is very great uh, for those patients um, because functional medicine is all about trying to add to that concept of let's try to correct the underlying cause of the problem or let's try to increase someone's health um, so that way they can manage their chronic diseases better or again, dare I say, reverse some of it. So when we work with patients with functional medicine, it's more than just prescribing supplements. That's what a lot of people think. It's you walk into the functional medicine doctor's office, you sit down, you might have to pay a lot of money. I'll listen to what's going on. They'll, they might run a bunch of tests and then you're going to walk out with a bag full of supplements. That is not what it's all about. Functional medicine is combining uh, a few different aspects of things. It's all about first and foremost, uh, changing the necessary lifestyle um, aspects that need to be changed. For instance, diet. Uh, do we have to do gluten-free, dairy-free? Do we have to do autoimmune, autoimmune paleo? Do we need to go uh, Whole30? Do we need to go Mediterranean? Do we need to just go organic? Uh, what do we need to do for the diet? It's all about what is the right exercise plan for you. Different styles of exercise do different things for the body. And exercise, just like getting adjusted, is, is very, very powerful. And you can overtrain. You can overdo things. And how you're exercising now may not be the best fit for your chronic um, disease or disorder that you have going on or your child's. And then lastly, um, what do we need to do about relationships or and or other emotional stressors in your life? Uh, when it comes to dealing with a chronic disease, relationships are huge on making sure uh, someone gets the, the proper help. It's kind of a obvious statement, but it's a good reminder that if there's toxic relationships in your life or if things aren't well managed with loved ones, it's only going to make things worse. And most of the time something can be done. What Even if it's just finding the right professional to talk to about it, a licensed professional counselor, psychologist, or coming on into the functional medicine practitioner's office and just venting about it might just help. But either way, we want to address those major pillars, what you put in your body, how you move your body, and then how you're thinking. Um, as Dr. Uh, Chestnut says, uh, uh, one of the main practitioners I first learned from years ago, um, think well, eat well, move well. 
So all those three main uh, topics in your life need to be addressed. And when you see a functional medicine practitioner uh, like us at HML, we're going to try our best to make lifestyle changes for you with things that you agree upon um, to help help you out the most. Um, if you if you come in and you want help with something, let's say a autoimmune problem, um, yet there there might be a lot of diet issues to address. Is there a lot of diet Mountain Dew in your life? Is there a lot of processed food, junk food, fast food? We're not about to sit here and rain on your parade and be like, all right, no more of that. Don't even think about McDonald's. That's a four-letter word. By the way, you know, the only place you're shopping now is Sprouts. And also, you need to do two hours of meal prep every day. We know there's a lot of impractical um, uh, implications to that. So that's not going to be um, the answer either. It's a mix of finding out what you're willing to do and then what also is completely necessary right away to get your goals met. So it all that also comes down to the healer and the healee's intent. Um, it, so part of this is also, are you ready to make those changes? So now the fun part with functional medicine, when you come in at least HML, there's going to be a packet of paperwork. We are known for our paperwork. When it comes to adult paperwork, I believe it's upwards of 50 to 60 pages now um, that adults have to fill out. And then you're going to turn it in. And then Dr. Lauren and I are going to review it. And when we review that, we're making sure there's no contraindications. We're making sure that uh, overall you're going to be a good candidate because um, what happens if you're filling out some questionnaires and some history for us and there's too much going on and it's t first it's time to go see a specialist and get um, some other issue hashed out first, then you can go um, come back to the office and then we can start working on things. We just want to make sure we're not going to be spinning your wheels uh, when you come in. We want to make sure it's going to be a good fit for us and you. So first, paperwork, fill it in, or turn it in, sorry. We review it. Then uh, we will call you back and schedule your appointment. And that's where we sit down and talk about your life. A to Z, zero to 10, no stone unturned, and make sure everything is addressed. And that way, we move into the next segment with the most confidence of here are the tests that we need to run. Here's blood labs, maybe some urine samples, stool samples, uh, saliva, and all of those tests, whether it's routine tests, specialty labs, um, and then other uh, functional medicine-based labs, um, or even other medical-based uh, labs, we want to make sure that all of the tests uh, that are uh, being used are appropriate. We're not wasting any money and we're not wasting anyone's time. So at that point, we'd also do the exam. And when we're doing the exam, it's pretty thorough. That's going to be a couple hours of nose to toes, uh, giving you a good once over and checking out um, everything. Again, nose to toes. We want to make sure your system is intact. Then also at that point, uh, if we need to send you out for further testing, do we need to go get uh, someone's opinion at the ENT or the cardiologist or the pulmonologist? Or um, do we need to go to an internal medicine doctor and get a scope done? Whatever it might be. Uh, then after all of that testing in and out of office is in, we have you come back and then we review it. 
and we say, okay, based on the testing, based on the exam findings, and based on what you're telling us, we need to make these lifestyle changes. And then we're going to make sure we agree on it. We don't want you to do anything you're not comfortable with. We're also going to feed you these supplements because not everyone's diet is perfect. So we have to um, supplement your diet with supplements to help fill in the gaps and make some changes. Do we need to run anti-inflammatories, antioxidants? Do we need to help you detox? Do we need to help repair? What, whatever it might be. Um, then uh, also we have to address the other pillars of how about the emotional, spiritual distress, as well as um, the uh, aspect of um, exercise and make sure that is getting addressed. So everything is going to be looked at. Um, again, nose to toes, A to Z, zero to 10. So a topic that comes up that should get addressed with uh, functional medicine is, you know, a lot of people come in and they're like, here's all my labs. I've just has just recently had a ton of labs done in the last year. Can you look at these? The doctor said everything is normal, yet I still feel like garbage. Well, let's go over lab ranges real quick. So when it comes to a lot of routine lab work, the lab ranges have only either expanded over time or the ranges have shifted over time. A really good example of that is TSH. And uh, we'll use this because there's probably more people walking around this planet with a thyroid problem than, than there is uh, diabetes, actually. So TSH is a uh, hormone that your brain tells your thyroid to kick it into gear. So brain says, hey, let's get some uh, thyroid going. And the thyroid says, great, I'll start pumping out some T4 and a little bit of T3. So the range of TSH uh, is 0.45 to 4.5 on most labs, Quest, LabCorp, uh, local labs, you name it, about 0.45 to 4.5. The thing is, is that lab range has only expanded since the 50s. It used to be about 1.8 to 3.2. So why? I don't know. Um, let's not go down rabbit holes for now. Um, do your own research if you want. Um, but I will tell you that one contributor is that our um, country has only gotten sicker over time. So I think part of it, unfortunately, is these lab ranges have expanded to accommodate the population to an extent. Otherwise, everyone's out of range. So when it comes to that TSH, it, that's a really good example of we're going to look at what are called those functional ranges. Where do those functional ranges come from? Those functional ranges come from a lot of really smart people studying the most healthy people and looking at all of their markers and showing that hey, these really healthy people have these ranges. So when you walk into a functional medicine practitioner's office like us at HML, you're going to have your labs hopefully read within the functional range and that medical range. First, we want to make sure that there's nothing serious going on. And if there is, we got to get it taken care of right away. And then two, if there's nothing serious going on, are you in that gray area? And if you're in that gray area, then I know that I get excited because that means we can do stuff. So then the next question is, is why does my doctor not know that? Because that's not their training. Um, their training is kind of going back to our analogy of they are the firefighters. They are meant to make sure your house 
um, no longer burns. They're going to put your fires out. They're really good at emergency care. Um, and they're good at some management of uh, chronic diseases, in my opinion. However, their training is limited and there's nothing against them. It's just, it's not their training. It's like asking me to go to the ER and do stuff. It ain't going to work. I'm going to be killing people. Granted, they're not going to, a medical doctor is not going to be killing someone with hypothyroidism, but um, they may not help them as well as a well-trained functional medicine practitioner. So I just wanted to uh, go over that real quick and explain um, that because that happens every single time that someone comes in. And that is Funk Med or Functional Medicine 101 at, at HML. All right. Now, I hope that the Functional Medicine uh, section was not too boring for you. Again, if you want to learn more, a uh, specific topic, more about functional medicine, uh, just anything, email me, dralex at hmlfunctionalcare.com or head on over to hmlfunctionalcare.com, drop us a line on the, on the website there. Now, when it comes to the third pillar, functional neurology, that's where I get fired up. So uh, why? Well, because we see a lot of changes uh, primarily with kids in our office with functional neurology. So functional neurology started coming, coming out. Uh, if, if I have my facts straight around late seventies, eighties, uh, there's what you can call the godfather of functional neurology, uh, Dr. Carrick. Um, everyone has to kind of give him thanks for, um, his brilliance and all that he did to start making the system of functional neurology for everyone. And by the way, I also want to say thanks to Dr. Jeffrey Bland, who's the godfather of functional medicine. Um, again, those two guys, brilliant, started um, those two aspects, and we wouldn't be where we are without those guys. Then under those guys are all of the other great docs um, that I learned from directly and um, that have made changes in, in our field. Um, more thanks to them later. So functional neurology. Functional neurology came about because uh, there was a hole at least that some providers saw when patients came in with chronic neurological disorders to um, see if we can get them, uh, get those patients uh, addressed, see if we can get changes out of them. So when you come into our office, same concept, got to fill the paperwork, get that turned in. We don't even see you at that point. Um, we may have had a consultation, but then after the paperwork's turned in, then we're coming in, doing a full-on consult exam, all of that good stuff. So when we uh, get you at that point, uh, same as functional medicine, we're going to uh, run a thorough exam, run any necessary labs from the functional medicine standpoint, come back, maybe that same day, go over some results with you. Now, what's the difference between what we're looking for and then what a traditional medical neurologist lo is looking for? Well, we are looking for direct route pathology. First and foremost, we want to make sure there's nothing serious going on. If someone comes in and they might be tremoring a little bit, a little shaky, they might have odd sensations all over their body, tingling, numbness, they might have some weakness and they might have some vision changes. Well, that kind of smells like MS or multiple uh, uh, sclerosis. And it, it may not necessarily be a functional neurological disorder. It could be, but what we want to do is rule that out. So we are also, um, first and foremost, going to rule out pathology, uh, just like a medical neurologist. And if it is uh, above our scope, then 
we'll, we'll send you out to the proper specialist. Then next, if there's no pathology, then this is where the, the fun starts. The functional neurological journey begins with that exam. So let's say someone comes in and they are, let's say, tremoring. Because tremoring in office, in my experience, we can make changes almost right away. If there are no what are called metabolic problems going on, that can be contributing to that, like low blood sugar or a thyroid disorder or an adrenal gland problem or a cerebellar disease problem, all of that um, non-fun stuff ruled out. And it's strictly neurological, meaning the areas in your brain that control that hand are just not communicating together how they should. Let's have some fun. And by that, I mean, when you come in and you're shaking and I'm checking you out and I'm making and I'm doing my exam, I will see that handshake. And then what I might do is a therapeutic trial of maybe some electrical stimulation, non-invasive electrical stimulation, no poking or prodding. We might do what's called fast stretches, where we are uh, quickly stretching the muscles that control this hand. Um, or we might try some audio or visual visual input. It it really just depends on on what we find. But either way, what we'll what we'll do is if you're coming in with a main complaint like this hand shaking, what we might find is let's do maybe a, a quick stretch. Then what'll happen is this hand is shaking, and then it's no longer shaking. And then we're both going to look at each other and be like, "Whoa, that's awesome!" And that's great. But the question is, how long is that going to last? So then what we'll do is I'll leave that hand alone and I'll move on to the rest of the exam. And then maybe 30 minutes later, it's kind of shaking again. But the whole point of that is we have an answer to make at least a short-term change, which can translate into a long-term change. Um, another example is, let's say, someone who has very weak um, uh, muscular control because they had a stroke. So let's say this hand is just not strong because it because you stroked out so we might run electrical stimulation over the course of a couple hours um, or we might run a session and then give it about an hour and do it again and then check strength and then if that strength comes online at least momentarily then i know that um, we're going to most likely make some long-term changes how dramatic or how great those changes are is really hard to say but the whole point is if someone comes in and hands tremoring or it's weak or they can't perform a certain activity we might try that therapeutic trial of whatever it might be sensory input like handheld vibration devices auditory input visual changes different color um, lenses of your gl of glasses do different things. When you walk in our office, we have these pegboards of glasses and it looks like the rainbow just got thrown up all over the office because different colors do different things. In the order of the rainbow, Roy G. Biv, you go in order from uh, low to high energy. And those different colors can have a drastic impact on someone's brain. So we might do that. We might do... Um, our whole body vibration plate. We might do electrical stimulation again. Um, we might do our interactive metronome. We might do our neurosage. We might do our laser. Either way, what we want to do is run our exam, 
then we look at those weaknesses and then we start to stimulate them with sensory or motor input. And then with that input, if we see a change, then I'm going to get excited and I'm going to say, this is awesome. And then we're going to see uh, over the course of maybe a week or two weeks or a couple months of care, it, it will it change for the long run? And most of the time it does. Um, and again, how, how drastic it changes, not sure. Um, but to give a, a really good example of um, what we do is let's stick with what we specialize in, our kids. So if someone, let's say on the spectrum comes in, they're 12 years old, and they're kind of like a wet, flappy noodle. They don't have good motor uh, muscle tone. They don't have good balance. Uh, they don't have good spatial awareness. Their ocular motor function, how their eyes move is not too hot. Then what we're going to do is run our exam and see how cap capable that patient is. Then when we uh, are done running that exam, I might run those therapeutic trials that day or the, the following visit and then see if those exam changes uh, get better. So with someone that can't balance, for instance, if we close our eyes, put our feet together, and they can't balance, that's called a Romberg's test, and let's say they just can't do it very well, I might put that individual on our whole body vibration plate. I might adjust them because adjustments are way powerful, or I might do some handheld uh, massaging devices whatever it might be to tap into that system to make a change, I will see, did, did that individual, did that 12 year old with autism start balancing better? If he or she did, awesome. I know that that is what I'm going to do in office for them. If they didn't, then I have to go fishing. I have to go and use other avenues in to that system to get it to uh, work how we want it to work. Then if, if it doesn't work entirely, then it, that, that's more uh, clinical things that uh, I have to figure out. Is there something serious going on or am I just way off base, which happens? Fully admit, uh, it could be way off base. Um, or um, maybe their brain's just not ready for that. Maybe that, that system um, is not developed because when it comes to development, for instance, I need to go further down the tree and work on other things, a whole other concept. But either way, the whole point is we want to see what's not working. What can we do to make an immediate change? And then when we make that immediate change, we know that that is going to be part of that patient's in office or at home program to increase function neurologically. And that is what um, separates functional neurologists from all other practitioners in the rehab world. And it is nothing against other practitioners, but sometimes, maybe most of the time, when you go in, you see an occupational therapist, physical therapist, vestibular therapist, whatever ist it is, and they're working on your nervous system, it can be protocol driven. And it's not bad because they can make changes in a lot of people. But there's going to be that 20% that don't get as far as they want or they don't get as far as um, the therapist wants. They don't get as far as the parents want and they want more. And it is that 20% that helps us um, get narrowed down to more like 5% in our office that don't make good changes. Um, because every plan for patients um, is going to be customized. So another 12-year-old with autism comes in and their plan is totally different because 
Maybe balancing on the vibe plate didn't change their balance. Maybe balancing on the Dynadisc changed it. Maybe balancing with their shoes off changed it. Um, so their plan will be totally different. It is all about making a mold for the patient, not make the patient fit the mold. That is functional neurology and functional medicine. And then in our office, chiropractic all combined, that is what it's all about. Making that mold for the patient, not the patient fit the mold. And that's Funk Neuro 101. All right, everyone. The Dr. Alex Show is brought to you by Apex Energetics, apexenergetics.com. First of all, to learn more about Apex Energetics, head on over to that website. If you want to get Apex Energetics directly, uh, please call them 1-800-736-4381, or you can shop our online store. You can get to our online store at myhcpstore.com. Username is Dr. Alex. Otherwise, if you'd like to find a doctor that uses Apex Energetics, you can give them a call or go to the website and they'll direct you to a doc in your area that should be doing very good work with Apex Energetics. Apex has just been instrumental in our lives professionally and personally. About six years ago, we went through one of the most hellacious traumas that you can think of. And if it weren't for Apex with their stress support line of products, I probably would not be here. Point blank period. And in the office, you, making the switch from other lines to Apex Energetics has sped up our results with our patients, supporting them through their healthcare needs, um, probably by 25%. Um, if not, if not more. And when it comes to Apex Energetics, we just want to remind everyone that we are here to not cure diseases, making claims. We're here supporting people, increasing their healthcare needs and helping them achieve their goals. Apexenergetics.com. The Dr. Alex Show is hosted by myself, a nerd, Dr. Alex Nelson. I'm a chiropractor, board certified in functional neurology and childhood neurodevelopmental disorders. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or most any of your other favorite podcast apps. The Dr. Alex Show is a production of Fredcasts. Think, speak, act.